bang, bang. This is podcasting. <laughs> so uh, this lady was just on Adam Carolla's show uh, right after Eddie, uh, Eddie Van Halen died. And do you know Van Halen hit her up in between David Lee Roth and <coughs> Sammy Hagar to sing in Van Halen? She turned them down because they weren't uh, um, deep enough. And we're back. Oh, and we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. What is going on, my good friends? They weren't deep enough? Yeah, they weren't deep enough. Hmm. Like, the scandal was so deep. I heard this song fishing the other day. And I was like, we have to play this song to come into the show. <laughs> this was on uh, the Guitar Hero Rock of the 80s. Oh, was it? Oh, and it was amazing, dude, to play. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, some uh, old Molson's uh, Canadian and some fucking warrior, dude. <laughs> and you have yourself a good Saturday. How many Mountain Dews deep were you? Oh, no, it was about <laughs> 65 Molson's deep, it felt like. Jeez, at that point. Oh, my God. Hey, tonight's show is being brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Find them at A-Rexhooks.com. Sims Fishing. Find all your outdoor gear at SimsFishing.com. Yeti. Check them out. Yeti Coolers. Hey, tonight we are talking to John Seals. Coming to you live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. He's got some new apparel, man. It's pretty dope. Yeah, if you're traveling around, check out Why Not Fishing and the Rapid Duck. Meet up with other people. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan at QueenCityGuiding.com. I can't wait to go up there and uh, go fishing. I'm going up there real soon. So next Friday, I'll be on my way. Early Saturday morning, I should say. Thingamabob, thingamabob are still in. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I was getting all my you're gonna thingamab- get, you're gonna run two of them. You're I was getting all stock. my thingamabobbers uh, today. I was getting them all together, getting all my thingamabobbers into a. Uh, did you fuse a, them? Did you basket? fuse them together? You should tie like egg You're sack around them. You should tie egg sack around them best? so you yeah. can have multiple. No, wear a no. vest. Come on, in the top of it, you gotta have your eggs. Wait, wait. More, the more there, important, I have, I have like. Do you have a vest? I used to have a vest. No, there. I still have one. Yes. Okay, that's all I want to know. You yes, better I still, still have one. You better still have your vest. Oh, I yeah. don't care. My who olive you green are. fishing vest. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? Have, who doesn't have a trout it's, vest? Right. It's not tan beige. Beige. No, no. I have an olive oh. green one. All mine were tan. Count. Oh yeah. Yeah, that don't count. <laughs> no, it's not the tan <laughs> one. No, no, not that one. I got that, dude. So you're getting your thing of bobbers in a row. Yes, in a row. I no, my beads. I have a. I have bead like cases. That have like 60, jars. probably 50 colors of beads, all in these little, little canisters you open up. You know, you got all your little beads on there, man. So you, you're finally my mom actually My mom actually bought them for me. They're like in a beading mm. kit for like actual building necklaces. But they fit those other beads just perfectly. And it's like a, very good like way a to watch that. guy on a sidewalk <laughs> in the city. Just opens <laughs> up all these beads. <laughs> <He's just> <laughs> rattling his ass off everywhere he goes. <laughs> what you looking for, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking mariachi band. <laughs> slash money, money bags, Eight Thompson. <laughs> Bead bags. We're down there mariachiing to, uh, to, the, to the fucking... Uh, yeah, to dude. the drift. It's fucking, yeah, dude. To it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. If he stumbles and falls, it'll be like fucking... 
<laughs> all you need now, all you need now is have Ryan start playing a giant guitar, <laughs> shaking a piggy bank, <laughs> a, a ukulele. No, that, that's a or, small oh, guitar. Right, yeah, the giant guitars. Oh, you the, need. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. You're ho- right. Hopefully, your bead bite is in full swing because it sounds like you you're ready. I I did not white catch. Death, white death will be in. I Dude. got some. I got some stuff to make some extras for myself. You like a dentist? You tell him to open wide when you get there. <laughs> I already checked the report. There's fish there, but it's a hit and miss ball game, and that seems like everywhere across the board. That's a, I don't know, man. I'll be there for three days. I'm not gonna miss every day. Well, no, not that. I mean, we did last year. It's I'm, not gonna I'm, be that conditions. I've already checked. <laughs> I'm saying in a sense of no, no stupid push of fish has came in, and it where I fish today, I feel like that was the same thing was there. But that's a bigger river. It's not so cold yet i mean oh no they're there they're there i'm it's a matter of getting the conditions to match up to where they're in places you can catch them because i feel like boats always (laughs) do good you know what i mean you see the guys in boats hammering down but they're fishing another ledge so hopefully you get like a cloudy day or them them good periods if you get if well if i get like i was talking to mark before it came on. Even a little bit of weather change, some high wind on the upper lake helps a lot oh. more than anything. Well, that like rain doesn't do shit and doesn't you, change the color in that get, river. It's all it's all about wind in Lake Erie. Oh, you yeah. get a good wind, a good maybe. That's what I hope a good storm moves in. Maybe Thursday, Friday, that'd be sweet. And are we call, are gonna get a little. Are they calling for anything? Well, we're gonna get a big change in weather here. It's gonna go down. Oh, it's going uh, back to fifties. We're getting forties. Yeah, yeah so we're getting it back. It's supposed to, to rain a couple days. One of the days Tuesday we're there for starting sure, here. So. Hopefully that'll turn some stuff up and it's a little more colored. Then I I don't know. It could be colored now. I'm not sure what. I haven't talked to Evans this week. I talked to him last week. I have, but uh, checking <laughs> uh, checking where the fish are at. You know, I mean, I just feel like like I said, it's it's early season yet. Ew, look where we're at. Se- sitting at 70. We ain't heard of rain for a week now. So yeah, is is uh other smaller tributaries in the the game book if uh if the big rivers. If you have your fill of catching big fish? Sure. Oh, yeah. We can go up there and fish the other rivers. Like, like we did on the way home last year? <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably stay in that area more, though, and fish his local. Yeah. Which uh, I saw on somebody else's uh, Instagram that they were handing out free out-of-state licenses, apparently, at that place. <laughs> Wait, where, where, are they handing, where are they handing these out at? Uh, a tributary in Buffalo area. Sounds fun. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll be in play. I know I've fished that before, and I loved fishing there. It was a good time. Some nice browns caught there, too, my dad with Evans. and But I don't, I don't know. We'll probably stay near the big river. I can't imagine it being like last year. We'll grind out for three, four fish a day. Oh, you're not going to get the ice storms like we did last no, year. No, it's you not going to be outrageous. That was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it'll be nicer weather. Mid-50s, low-40s. You know what I mean? Between those two. My best time was these dates I ever hit the lake trout. But that was a supreme run year. Yeah. Like these dates, oh, yeah. probably like you're going. I think it was a seventh maybe or something like that. I went up there and I hammered them. But I went around Halloween twice and it was sparse. You know what I mean? It was There weren't many fish. I still got into steelhead and some lakers. But there's fish around, man, all the time there. Bet, bet on it. You go. Oh, every year has been different for me too. I mean, I've gone there, you know, for 
Smith be five, four, five years, six years in a row, and it's, every year's you know it's a little different. different. One year, well, it's ever changing them holes. Anyway, one year fish drifts. are jumping in the net for us. You know what I mean? It seemed like other years, you know, I've gone and well, it hasn't been the same and worked you know, for them. Yeah, you'd work for three or four fish in comparison to you know you're catching fourteen when you <laughs> when you're scared to lose one. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I got to get this one in because oh, it might be one of the only ones. Nope, Instead of, you know, I up. hooked seven, I lost three, you know. or You're still thinking about them ones. Them ones that you stuck on that little green bead. You're uh, still thinking about no, that. No, not those ones. I remember those fish. I v- went back the vividly, next day. Vividly, right? Oh, yeah, I went back the next day to kick their ass. I hope you hook Same them all. Same bead. <laughs> I, I might be making a trip up there this try to get a day and maybe when you guys are up there. but Cool. Buddy of mine, he he meant he got a New York license. Kid I fished with ice fishing, so hopefully maybe we'll take a ride. And I don't know what the hell he wants to do, spin fishing. He's probably, I mean, ultimately, if you're getting, I think I think what I seen Ryan do with the fly rod, ultimately would be the best. You know what I mean? If you're just getting to learn it, because I don't know, I just seen him fish a lot closer than I would have, and I was like, okay, that's different. For me, you know what I mean. Some sure. of them, some of them spots are right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at it like that. But I didn't have a, you know, I had one of them big spinny reels on. Oh, around one. I've and I've got to learn a few different spots. So, you know, if the spot's taken, go get a different rock. It's all the same. It's just a drift, man. They're sitting right where they're supposed to be. If 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 they're behind a rock, you got a backup they're rock, right? Little, oh, yeah, exactly. You got to have right. a couple backup rocks. <laughs> Current runs right around that rock. Oh, that that they'll be out there. Mark Wickley's getting green around the gills with all his uh, cold water talk. I'm <laughs> good. Okay, just hanging out listening. Hey, you, probably, you, to say. you probably you hook something Mark, that's you 40 c- inches long or 38 inches, 36 inches long, you know. And You know, Mark. It's fun. Big hey, water. It's scary. Can Can I give a little bit of programming messages before uh, before we get into any other topics? Sure, buddy. Okay. Uh, we're doing a midweek show this week. With uh, Mr. Miles Nolte from the Meat Eater and the Bent Podcast and um, DOS Boat, Seasons 1 and 2. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to come out next Sunday or if uh, we're also doing a show next Sunday. You're going to be out of town, right, Jay? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're doing a show with our buddy uh, Dickie Gross. So Damn. I know. I'm sorry. It's not fair. But we had another guy lined up, but he uh, had to reschedule, so... Uh, Old Mr. Dick Gross is uh, coming in. He's gonna, he's gonna be uh, filling the shoes, uh, talking some fishing. I think he'll be in Wyoming when we talk to him. So uh, that'll be cool. But I'm not sure what the order we're gonna uh, release. Well, he'll be is. close next week, this upcoming week. What? He'll be working close to us this upcoming week. This yeah. upcoming week, yes, yeah, because yeah, he wanted to go fishing on Wednesday. I was like, ah, oh, uh, that'd be great, man, but. We're interviewing Miles Nolte, man. I, I don't know. He's like, oh, that's fine. I understand. So, uh, like I said, Sunday we're going to interview Dick, and uh, Wednesday we're going to interview Miles, and I'm not sure what, which order we're going to release those in. So, but we have, uh, I think 22nd we're going to take a, a personal day, take a week off, because I got a birthday party I have to host. <laughs> Speaking of on birthday, Friday the 20th. Tying oh, night. Yes, correct. We're Finally, ha- we will talk about it. We're having a tying night. Yep. Um, same same bat place, same bat time. Yep. Friday. We've well, been there now three years. It's the third year. Two. We- I think last year was our first full year there. Was it? Yeah. Because before that we were at the uh, the brewery. Yeah, but that was back in. 
Is that 17? Yes. That, that was three years ago. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We, we're going to have a tying night. We had one uh, a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago, was it now? Mm-hmm. And for not advertising it, um, we ended up having like eight or nine people come out. And a lot of nice flies got tied. Yeah, we tied a lot. Everybody kind of, we all talked and had a few beers and everybody just kind of hunkered down. And had a few had a, and they had a, made a mission. Like everybody knew going in what they were tying. Everybody sat down and just tied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tied 85 sucker spawns that day. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know how many yeah, of them I used uh, on Friday? None. Zero. <laughs> Everything we, we didn't catch any, a single fish on eggs. You're going to have them things now for the next 30 years. I gave him the Scott. I said, I'm never, I'm not going to use these. <laughs> <laughs> Your, yours are in my waders. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the ones I tied at Tie Ignite, uh, I gave the Scott. <laughs> You'll use them way before I do. Um, we have time. Can I get into that story a little bit? Sure. Yeah, yeah man. Rip it. Uh, my son and I played hooky from our responsibilities <laughs> on Friday. Um, we met our buddy Scott from... Keystone Angler Guide associ- or Services, and we went steelhead fishing. I uh, picked my old man up at 4.30 in the morning, which he, he handled it great. He doesn't like mornings, but he handled it great. <clears throat> uh, we got there at 5.30 in the morning, and I was helping Nolan get his waders on and helping my dad get his waders on, and Scott was like, bro, you, you better get your waders on. We got to get going. There's going to be people coming in here in like five minutes. He said five minutes, and 13 cars pulled in. I said, holy shit. <laughs> in the, the parking lot we were at was like a big, dumpy mud mess. They had a, a Pennsylvania boat. Uh, it was the PA Boat Commission that came in. They were having a ladies' day on Saturday, like a ladies' fishing day, where they were taking different ladies out and trying to give them steelhead. So Friday, they were like kind of trying to... uh. Go scouting. Pre-fishing? Yes, they're, they're pre-fishing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> pre getting stuck in the parking lots. <laughs> so, um, they did that, and we're like, all right. So, we left the parking lot. Like, I, we left in such a hurry because all these cars came in. I forgot my glasses. I forgot all the spinners. I had one spinner. Um, I had two spinning rods. My dad had a spinning rod, and I had a fly rod. I was like... We're going to catch these two dudes' fish. That's That was my goal. So uh, we we walk down and walk all the way around. Like I said, we left before those people. And we get down to where we wanted to fish, and they were there. They're like, you guys know there's another trail like right here. It just walks you right straight down. You don't have to walk the whole way around. We're like, uh, we didn't know that, but we do now. <laughs> <laughs> so... We ended up walking back up because we saw a nice hole that we wanted to fish on the way back up. So we just walked straight back up there. That way no one no one would get like in the hole before us. Oh, well, you know how. Yeah, we all know how steelhead fishing is. You got to get your spot unlocked. Oh, yeah. No, no, you got to go somewhere else. <laughs> so we, uh, we went and we got that spot unlocked. We didn't see anybody until about 8.30. And it was just a guy who was looking for that group of people. He was like, oh, I don't know where my people are. I said, they fish boat commission? He said, yeah. He said, they're down downstream. They're, just keep walking until you can't walk any further. That's where they are. He said, oh, okay. So uh, he was nice. He he was standing there when my dad was reeling his first fish in. 
So it was cool. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like cheering him on and stuff. Cool. But uh, right as the sun was coming up, I was throwing a spinner out. And we were standing like right at a ledge. Like there's a rip, nice riffle with going into a deeper pool. And I was throwing a spinner out and I went, oh, there's one. And I felt the head shake. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Nolan, come here, come here, come here. And that's all the longer I held that rod. And he, uh, he fought the fish like a champion. He, he's never reeled in a fish, you know. He, he catches bluegill where they bite and you lift them up, you know. That's he's never had to reel in a fish. So he reeled this fish in. He was like, it would take off. I was like, all right, point your rod tip at it, and it was. He fought it probably, probably six minutes, and and it was an ultralight rod. That's <laughs> cool. Though. That's fun that way. Six-pound line on an ultralight rod on a spinner. And Scott was like, hey, you want to scoop this fish for your boy? As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so Nolan finally, he brought it down. He's, he did just like dudes do. He swung the fish down below. The fish kind of sat there. I put the net down, and it swam right into the net. I said, oh, yes. That was probably the coolest, the coolest uh, fish I've scooped in a long time. And uh, Scott was like, all right, let's get some pictures. Let's, let's, yes, let's get lots of pictures. So we got lots of pictures. I was like, I put the fish back in the net. I was like, Nolan, it's your turn, buddy. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're holding this fish. You reeled it in, you're holding it. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he didn't, he wanted nothing to do with it. He was like, I am not holding it. I was like, well, you want to touch it at least? <laughs> he's like yeah I'll, I'll touch it you want everything like he poked it like like the first time any of us felt a boob you know you poke it with your pointer finger it's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, okay and then we we let go he's like yeah let it go let it go okay so we let it go and like i said he fought it probably six minutes hard and he wasn't taking it easy on the fish but it took a little bit of time to get the fish revived to go back out the young gentleman remarked it was hard. I asked him how how it was. He, hard. It was hard. So I understand. Yeah, nah. Probably the first fish that actually was a challenge. So, Like I said, he's only ever caught bluegills, and all he does is lift them up. You don't have to reel them in. And then, hard. And that's what got me addicted to wanting to fish forever, I think. And then after that, <clears throat> I was like, all right. He's target species acquired. He's done. He can do whatever he wants the rest of the day. So you know what he did? He had, I bought him little, little dude waders. He ran up and down the river at mock speed, like through the middle of the river, just like every other person from Erie, Erie County does. Run through the middle of the river, up and down. He's like a do, local. Doing wind sprints. And then he found this one giant rock that had like a, like a two and a half or three foot depression behind it. And he called that his hot tub. So he was doing cannonballs off the rock. Hey, the water was still like high 40s. It was cold, <laughs> but the little shit was running around, so he was keeping his body temperature up. He didn't get cold at all. So um, after that, I was like, my dad was drifting eggs because, like I said, I forgot all my spinners at the truck because that group of 13 cars came, and we wanted to beat them down to the hole that they beat us to. So from after learning how far it took them to get there, you probably could have went back and got them in, what, two minutes? No, no, it was still have been. Oh, it was still a hike? It was still have been a hike. But uh, what? My dad, 
I was like, all right, Dad. He's done fishing for a little bit. You take the spinner. And it didn't take him long. So he was hooked up into one. He's never, what, my dad used to go fishing with us. Back he when goes we were, steelhead fishing when we were, you know, 16. When, when we were 18, 16, 18. Yeah. And uh, he he was a lot like you, Jay. You oh, guys, yeah. You guys would fall on the way in and then turn around and go and sit in the van and take a nap. Or, or yeah, even that, I've taken long naps with your dad right on the side of this that same creek. <laughs> at the mouth, at the mouth of that same creek. I, I've taken naps right next to your dad, man. We've been cuddled up together, just keeping warm before light. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. But he had... He ended up hooking a steelhead. And that My was dad and you were over there fishing. <laughs> and that was his first steelhead. And I was like, awesome. This is this day could not get any better. It, you know, my dad, he had one. And my dad's never really caught big fish either. So Scott and I had to give him a lesson on how to hold fish. Like, he could hold it, but hey, wrap your fingers around. That way you're not covering up the whole side of the fish. And, you know tilt the fish so you get the whole profile of it and we were trying to give him some pointers on holding big fish and i was like this is cool this is a good day and then uh like i said i had did he enjoy himself yeah he had a blast cool he did not move yesterday he said (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lot of walking yeah it ended up being five and a half miles so that's two and a quarter miles downstream and then two and a quarter miles back upstream and then back up a giant, giant mountainous hill. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was rough terrain. See why we don't know where that spot is, Jason. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and then I had a uh, eggs on like indicator eggs. I was like, ah, let's do it. I'm, I'm going to put a little streamer on. So I put a little streamer on, but being a dummy me, I didn't cut the six pound test off. I just, Tied my streamer onto the six pound test. Yeah, fish hit it. I set the hook and went boom. Oh, th- there she went. There <laughs> so, was was one. Yeah, there was one. So that's three fish, and it was like nine thirty. I was like, I thought, this is a good day. So we we gave up lock on that spot. We walked up a little bit to the next spot, and the water was so low and clear. I didn't have polarized glasses on because I threw them in my truck with the spinners. Uh, <laughs> but I could see the fish in there and I cut the six pound test off my line and I just running straight 15 you know like like we should for mm-hmm. these fish and I saw a pot of fish like in a deep cut like you know how the shale cuts and like they were in the ditch basically in the middle of the creek so I cast out big upstream mend let swing down and I went strip strip little strips like like you were stripping a, a D&D Trip, 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 trip. And I heard Scott say, he's on it. He's on it. So I could see my fly, and then I saw a steelhead tracking it. And then he came up into the leaf litter. Like, my fly started coming up into the leaf litter, like a flat. And I saw the fish go, and sucked the fly in. I was like, oh, shit. Strip set. Boom. Oh, yeah. So it was cool. I got to see it, like, all unfold. It was like like those videos that Loop Tackle puts out of the fish, like, Coming to eat, like going chasing the fly and then cutting off and then coming back and crushing it. So it was cool. It was very cool to see. And then we got back up to the truck. And that was a nice buck, too. It was. Yeah. Pretty fish. Yeah, it was very pretty. It was really red. Every time I see those red fish, I always think of cold weather. Like, like they're like chapped. <laughs> but it wasn't I, cold. I don't know. If I see you're 
you see the belly red that's like the double stripe that that fish you know what i mean they're different you're talking about like the red like bright red like a, yeah like a rainbow red yeah yeah, yeah awesome. it had the rosy cheeks Cheek. like mm-hmm. like jay's yingling oh, color yeah. yeah but we got up to the truck and scott was like you fought that fish good thanks it's <laughs> <laughs> like thanks he's like did it put you in the reel oh yeah it took off. Yeah, it took off. None of the three fish broke the surface, though. Huh. Hmm. But uh, I was like, yeah, that, that's a, uh, you know, we. I said that's what happens when we fight all these hybrids, man. We we learn to fight big fish. He's like, well, most people went. That fish was kind of like lazy dog and coming in, and then it turned around and made a big run. And that's he's like, that's when most people lose them. Like, yeah, man. It's, we, we, we fight that's what you, well no that, that was the whole purpose of you throwing the fly in there is to get that big rut you know what i mean like oh that's the moment you better do it right right most people probably ain't ain't like you but i mean i'm sure he gets to see his share of a uh, lost fish due to a little bit less angler experience. defects yeah angler de- <laughs> error angler error but yeah and all in all it was a a great day out fishing. I I can't thank Scott enough. Um, if anyone wants to look him up, Scott Grassy at Keystone Angler Guide or Guide Service. So um, he'll take you on a big walk. Yeah, man, he'll take you on a big adventure with big fish uh, involved. Actually, he he told me this. He's like, this is my first time in here in like three years. I would not do this with normal guy or normal customers. You know. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in for an adventure, man. <laughs> that's why I've never been to that spot. No five mile walk. I had a cramp today from just lollygagging up and down around a bridge. <laughs> oh, we watched Real Steel today. Uh, that movie with Hugh Jackman, where it's like uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, yeah, with giant. Like, yeah, I took a nap during that because <laughs> I was still wore out from two days ago. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work to do five miles on them rivers. It is. Your dad still got it. Yeah, man, he got Hell it. Oh yeah. And then uh, Scott was working with him. Uh, like I said, I'm a horrible casting. Did he do any fly? Scott taught him how to cast a fly rod a little bit. Roll, he, roll, cast. Typical. What, what he may need up there. No, after I caught that fish on the streamer, I said, "Dad, take this rod. Give that a try." Yeah, give this a try. It, this is way more fun. <laughs> oh yeah. And he had the typical rookie cast, and then Scott doubled that rookie cast. Had him doubling that rookie cast in probably 15 minutes. So it went from. 20 feet to 35, 37 feet. That's as far as I do now. That's, Shit, that's, good to that's go. why I told him, I said, Dad, you're dropping your back, the back, your rod down in your back cast. You look a lot like Jason when you cast. I said, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he quit looking like you and he started casting better. There you go. I <laughs> don't uh, know. Who don't love steelhead, right? On 70 degree, when'd you go? What, what Friday. Day? Yeah. Dude, this It weather. was 70. Yeah, this weather is the, amazing. That's the only thing that made my son last. Get a suntan out there? Uh, Yeah, I was in a t-shirt. Oh, dude, <laughs> sun was getting me today. I'm about to get it. When uh, when I caught that fish, I had my flannel on, only because I didn't want to carry it anymore. But Was it Sims flannel? Yes, it was. <laughs> that's why you had to get ready. So uh, do we have any other fishing we want to talk about, or we want to hit the road and uh, call John back, or... What do we want to do, guys? Might as well call him and get the rest of this stuff after. Alrighty.
And we are back with John Seals. What is going on, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We appreciate you taking the time out for us tonight, John. You bet. So, hey, for those who don't know you, kind of give us a little briefing, like where you're from and where'd you get your start into fly fishing? Well, I, I'm actually from Alabama, but uh, I was raised in Chicago. I've been here since I was two. And uh, I started fishing when I was about 12. Uh, I seem to remember my dad saying, hey, I want to I get you into fishing. You want to fish? And I thought, yeah, great, because I always liked animals. Um, and that's when I started. And it was, it was gear, you know. Um, my dad did not fly fish, so he wasn't going to be able to teach me that. But, uh, you know, we started out with the, the typical Zebco spin casting reels and um night crawlers and bobbers and bluegill and bullhead and channel cat and carp and i want to say that was probably may of 1985 and then by july um just asking various bait shops they turned us on to this river called the kankakee river and they were talking about smallmouth bass and you know, we were immediately pretty bored with bluegill ponds and, um, you know, we weren't going to eat the carp and we occasionally ate the channel cat, but, um, we said, well, let's try these bass. And I will never forget the first day we went to the state park, which a lot of it is fairly weightable. Certainly it wasn't 85. I mean, you know, rivers always shift over time and that was a long time ago, but it's still weightable. I, I waited it this year. Um, and my dad wouldn't let me go out too far because, you know, the river's wide and we didn't know how deep it could get. And so he went out to this rock pile and I stayed kind of in the shallow water and he was fishing and I think he saw some movement. I think something stole his crawler a couple of times. And, uh, while I was kind of fishing, messing around like kids tend to do, uh, cause they don't always have that great attention span. I, picked up a freshwater clamshell and there was a little um uh what do they call them now not a bullhead mad tom there was a mad tom in there that was about you know it was hollowed out it was a dead dead clamshell and he was maybe about four inches and i told my dad why don't you hook him through the lips and use this big bobber and i i did not know the smallmouth like mad toms at the time and I, my dad said all right and he was standing on the rock pile and there was a, a tail out in front of it. And our old, old guide from the 80s used to call those glides. And now I feel like people tend to call them tail outs. And uh, I mean, first cast, that it was a, one of those big, cheap red and white bobbers, like almost the size of a baseball. That thing went down and uh, he caught a big small mouth on it. And because catfish kind of have that tough head and that leathery skin, um, unlike a little minnow or a golden shiner, he stayed on. So he threw it back out and got another one. Uh, and then like two or three casts later, he got another one and it finally tore off. And uh, we were hooked. That was it, you know. And so we didn't want anything to do with ponds. 
or um, small lakes. Like for the rest of the year, we just kept going back to the Kankakee River. And um, and then I think the, the next time uh, I caught a bunch with crawlers and that was it, man. We were hooked. Those smallmouth fight so hard. And especially like as beginner fishermen, you know, we had, you know, cheap gear. Um, and so you got like a cheap little fiberglass rod and you get and you're 12 and you get a 16 inch smallmouth on. You know, you think that thing's going to pull you downstream. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So that's how I got my start. So what, when did it change into maybe throwing some, like, artificials and some lures and, and trying to make fish move? Did that come a little later? That, that probably came the next year. We went with a guide. There was a local guide there. I think his whole family guided. Uh, and his name is Matt Milady. And um, one thing that ha- that we noticed was we would snag a lot doing like a, a sp- we didn't usually fish with bobbers. So doing like a split shot and crawler, you know, every three or four casts, you're hanging up. And so he taught us to use the uh, Mr. Twister keeper concept, the weighted keeper concept hook. Have you seen those? Do you remember those? No, that's that's before us. <laughs> okay. So it's, uh, you use a twister uh, double tail, so it looks like a crayfish, and we'd, we'd get it in black or we'd get it in motor oil or brown with the orange, um, orange tails. And then it's got like a, a long barb that you stick in the top of the twister tail, and then the hook um, is swinging on the barb, and you bury that in the twister tail. It's kind of like a, like a yeah, Texas just a, rig. Yeah, just a, uh, I guess, a steak. I don't know. Like yeah. A, yeah, I got you. I and, got so, you. and so with that way, you can fish um, you can fish rocky structure that the smallmouth like. You're using a crayfish imitation, and you're not hanging up all the time. Yeah, and you're so we like that a I lot guess. because, you know, we would go fish all day, and the bait shop was not walking distance from where we were waiting. So you run out of crawlers, you run out of crawlers. But if you have a pack of twister tails, and those uh, weedless hooks, you can fish all day. So that's really where artificials came into play. And then uh, I want to say the next year, the river got, it did not get a lot of rain and it was sunny and hot. And so there was a lot of algae growth all over the rocks and everything that you presented, if it touched the bottom, it was covered in gobs of algae. And so we had a hard time fishing, and I had a J7 Rapala in my box that I rarely fished. And I thought, you know what? Like, if I time the speed of this just right, I can keep it above the bottom, and they eat minnows. And then I was out fishing my dad, like, four to one, because I didn't have to clean off my hook all the time. And so then I was, like, glued to Rapalas, and, like, that was it. I, I... would often go down to the river without bait. I would just carry a couple of Rapalas and that's all I wanted to use. So that way, if it's super shallow and the bottom was covered with algae, we would, I would snake my Rapala across the surface and they'd come up and grab it. If I got to a deeper pocket where I wasn't going to get uh, hung you, up on the bottom or hung up on algae, you're I referring crank it to a little the, faster. The, um, the multi. And fish it. And, and that's where I got my love for artificials. And so I was a Rapala man. <laughs> From '85 till 2013, when did I you, first uh, saw you never, people fly fishing. 
uh, did you use any poppers as well with the gear? I didn't use poppers a lot, but I did use um, the head and tiny torpedo. I like that a lot for smallmouth. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome, Lord. But like like you were saying, uh, how you were running that repeller, man. I it for me, I'm I'm a repeller guy till I you know die, man. I don't uh, I buy the new ones. I don't care what I, I figure them out. You know that they have applications that for every reason. So. That that little 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 repeller you're talking about translates over into fly fishing for me so much nowadays, and and that's pretty much what I'm doing out there. That same concept you talked about when you were younger and and got into it and out fishing. You know, you see what I'm saying? The approach. What'd you say? You broke up there for a second. I was talking about just that that new coming of the approach when you started into running the rappella. That's that's the addiction for me. I I love throwing the lure still and and things like that. But when you throw a fly, it's very similar. You can fish top water with that, you know, presentation all the way down to like you said, just fishing above where you were able to keep clean and catch the fish still. Yeah, and and that's I mean hands down that's the reason why I love streamers so much. You know because it kind of it's it's like my way of fly fishing, but fishing a Rapala. You, you know, know it. if that makes sense. That, <laughs> oh that's no, what, that's if I didn't that's have it. the success that I had with Rapalas, I probably would not have gravitated so hard towards streamers. But a large part of the streamer game too is where I live and and what I fish for the most. Um, it just makes a lot of sense for me to use them. So, at what point did the fly fishing come into play? So in 2013, um, my soon-to-be wife, uh, who's from Grand Rapids, uh, she had some friends that invited me up to the Pier Marquette. They have a, a cabin up there. And it was Labor Day weekend. So, you know, I got my spinning gear. You know, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm fine. And, you know, they're like, well, John, we're going to fly fish. And, I, and at the time, like, I... I wouldn't say that I didn't think much of fly fishing. I knew nothing about it. So I just always felt like it seems like a lot of work. Why the hell would I want to do that? I got these Rapalas. I got these jigs. I got these night crawlers. I'm good, man. And uh, I watched them hook fish after fish after fish after fish while I caught a couple of dink browns on crawlers. And now, in hindsight, you know, I would come to realize that what they were doing was chucking ducks. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, it was a fly rod and a fly reel, and it was woolly buggers and egg flies. So, you know, to me, it was fly fishing back then. And, uh, but I was so impressed with it. And um, her friend's dad uh, ended up getting a, a king that was, I don't know, it was probably 18 or 19 pounds. And... Uh, I just couldn't believe the size of that fish. And I had caught a king um, off of uh, right outside of McCormick Place in Chicago when I was probably 13. I was throwing a Lure Jensen Loco. Uh, my dad was fishing a crocodile, Lure Jensen Crocodile. I was fishing a Lure Jensen Loco. And, uh, the you know, the line just stopped. And, uh, and But that one was only about 10 pounds. And so to see this big fish and to watch them constantly hooking these fish and they were breaking off and, but they were breaking off because they were often hooked in the fin or the, the butt or the back. Um, and you can't control them. But I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't know that. I just knew that they, they were hooking these big tanks. So I just said, oh, fly fishing. 
fly fishing. This is this, you know, this is what I want to do. And um, so I came back home. And so this would have been now mid-September. I go into Cabela's and, you know, because I had been Googling as much as I could. And I saw the Cabela's had a sale for $89.95. You could get rod, reel, line, and leader. And I'm like, oh, that's 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 it. You know, this way I'm not spending so much that if I hate this stuff, um, you know, I won't feel like I'm out of out of pocket. Um, and if I like it, you know, I can step up if I need to, which obviously I did. And uh, I said, I'm going to go back to the Kankakee because you can fly fish for anything. I firmly believe in as long as you can reach it with your cast and as long as you can represent what it eats, I would rather fly fish than fish any other way, like 100% of the time. It doesn't mean I won't fish other ways. I will. Uh, that muskie that I caught was uh, caught on gear. But, um, you know, if, if I have a choice, if it's my, and it's always my preference to fly fish. So I said, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try fly fishing with smallmouth. So I went back to the same spot that I told you about uh, where my dad always caught those mad toms. The river actually had not changed that much in this stretch from 85 to 2013. It only changed a little. That tail out was still there. And uh, I mean, oh, dude, and my cast were terrible. I mean, they're not spectacular now, but they were bad. Open loops you know, like nine, 10 false casts to get three rod lengths out. And, <laughs> and I was fishing a Whitlock's near enough crayfish. Cause I just said, it's going to work. Like the river was low and clear. It was September, you know, everywhere you stepped, you could see a little crayfish scurrying out of the way. And I could have sworn I saw something tracking it as I was fishing it backstream. And I cast again and it was a pretty good cast. Like maybe it was, let's say four rod lengths. And like, I'm twitching, 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 stop. And I set, and I, I had seen enough videos to know how you, you um, set and strip in a fish, like a reasonably sized fish. And I had my first smallmouth probably within, I don't know, like 15 minutes fishing with like minimal to no training. Uh, only the, the guy at Cabela's gave me like a casting lesson in the store. <laughs> uh, for like eight minutes and then you know he was like okay I think you're good I'm like all right <laughs> and uh, that day I caught four in four hours I got um, two on Whitlock's near enough crayfish before I unfortunately snapped, hung it up and lost it and then I got two on uh, Schultz's S3 sculpin um, and I mean that was it I was like fly fishing like that, I got to do this all the time. And uh, the next time I went out, I went back to the same spot. And I only had like an hour, and I got one on the sex dungeon. And uh, I had only bought that because of the name. I mean, like it looked great, but like when I saw it uh, at the fly shop, I was just laughing. And I said, "Well, it looks like it'll work." Well, it did work, <laughs> and um, I enjoyed that. And then, like, I went into this huge slump. Um, when it got to like October, November, December, I started going to some other rivers to try to catch steelhead. And I didn't really know how to read water. And um, I didn't know how to bend line. And I didn't know how to roll cast. And I mean, I knew, I mean, I had the rig right. You know, I had a thingamabobber and a split shot and a, 
like a stonefly nymph and a glow bug. But like, I, I just could not, I could not do the winter fly fishing game at all. And I think I went, I'm not kidding. After those two great outings for smallmouth, I went like six months constantly going to the St. Joe, um, which is runs in Michigan and in Indiana. And I went to the Dwajiak, which is a tributary of um, the St. Joe. It's a smaller river and steelhead run up in there. And I mean, like fighting that, that current and um, trying to figure out where they lie and just not knowing Jack. And, but I just, I never quit. Like I never, I, I was, I guess I was, would I say disappointed? I mean, I wasn't disappointed. I just, I knew I could do it, you know? So I just kept reading and kept trying and kept reading and kept trying. And I just figured, well, sooner or later you'll get one. And then um, after six months, I started catching smallmouth again. And then I started, you know, occasionally booking guides and learning how to cast better, learn how to read water better. Uh, so it was, it was slow for me other than those first couple of days, but like those first couple of days hooked me so hard that I just, I just stuck with it. Incredible, man, because six months of me getting my ass kicked, I just go straight to the center pin. <laughs> In fact, it gets too cold. I say, oh man, yeah, this is not fly fishing season anymore. Well, hold it's... on a second. I'm going to try my headphones, see if I can hear you a little better. No, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> we got a mic right. regular. Here we go. Yeah, no, that's got to be a rough one to go starting into it to catch fish. You know, you know you could do it, but steelhead fishing is tough. Believe me, I'm I'm sure you were humbled in the best ways. Yeah, I mean it's just um, you know you you and so I'm always going into the fly shop now at this point, right? So I'm because I'm trying to learn. I'm bugging the guys with you know nine million questions. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'll ask them, oh, you went there? How'd you do? It's like, oh, it was good. You know, I had uh, five on and landed three. And I'm like, Jesus, I didn't, like, see a fish. Like, my bobber never went down unless I hung up on a stump. <laughs> so, I just, I like, it was, and it, you know, it still amazes me. Like, when two of us will go to the same body of water or either on the same day or, like, you know, back-to-back -back days. I went Thursday. He went Friday. And like one of us will blow it up and the other one just like can't find them. You know, that, that still always gets me like, you know, what, what was the difference? Was that the bite window? Was that knowing exactly where they were? Was that giving them exactly what they wanted? Uh, was that skill? You know, cause that's a big part of it too. I have, uh, I have fished with people where like I definitely had more skill and I could tell that they were, they were looking at me like mother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And then, I mean, and I won't lie, I've had it the other way where I'm just like, let's Mother? switch rods. <laughs> you give me what you're, what you're casting and I'll give you what I'm casting. Don't do that, though, because if you switch and they still are beating you up, then you got to go home. <laughs> oh, that makes for a long ride home. <laughs> I've had that before. Believe me. So, John, so yeah. are, are you still up indie fishing for Steelhead or did you switch over to streamers? Yeah, so that's an interesting story. So during this lull time where I'm just not catching anything, uh, so I, I think I told you guys I started in late September of 13 
it was like March of 14, Mar March of 2014. And I had just got back from my honeymoon and I was going into my fly shop, a Chicago fly fishing outfitters is like right near me. It's a 13 minute drive. So I'm there all the time. It's like my home away from home. <laughs> and uh, one of the salesmen there, he would always, you know, say, you know, hey, you're, you're gonna, you're probably gonna get into fly tying if you really like this. And I think I, I can't remember. It was one of the two. It was either like a, a big hex pattern, uh, like a like a dry that you use uh, during the hex hatch in uh, in June, or it was a Kaufman stone. And I remember picking up the thing like, you must be out of your mind. Like there is no <laughs> way I'm gonna try and tie this when it's three ninety five. You know, I'm used to Rapalas, which are you know eight. 10, it's depending on the one you want, it might be, you know, $12 and you hate to hang them up. These things are, you know, three bucks. Like, why would I tie flies? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I kind of dismissed it and a class was coming up and I'm like, eh, you know, I guess it's not that expensive. It's something to do. And, um, you know, and I might like it. And I think around the same time, there was an article in Fly Rod and Reel and I don't even think that magazine is in print anymore. No, it's out. But yeah, but I liked it, and it was, uh, and they were interviewing Tommy Lynch. And who? Tommy Lynch. <laughs> I know. We love that dude around here. <laughs> and uh, I remember seeing the photos of the drunk, and I was just flipping out. And like I, I mean, most of the streamers in in fly shops are great streamers. I mean, otherwise the the, the shop probably wouldn't carry most of them. Because uh, a good fly shop will vet patterns that aren't either aren't selling or or just don't seem to do well, and a good fly shop owner often can look at patterns and and you know kind of say, well, this yeah, this has got too much material, or um, this is this this is we don't need this. Like you know, I'm never going to move this, and I couldn't find them anywhere because they weren't really they weren't really available to the masses yet, um, at least not around here, and. All I could think was I was looking at that head and I said, that's a Rapala. And I had, you know, I was not a good fisherman at this point anyway, uh, not a good fly angler anyway. And I didn't know if it was what I was doing or if it was the pattern that I was using, but I knew that that pattern would move like a Rapala. And you already know how I feel about Rapalas. So, or Rapalas, however you want to pronounce it. Or which one of you said uh, Rapella? Uh, not it. <laughs> Rapala, Rapella, that's Rapala. me. Rapala. Uh, uh, so anyway, hey, so we'll, I, I we'll told just, uh, Sam. Sam was the guy that worked. We'll at just the call shop him and, Raps. Uh, and he, I told him, I was like, Sam, Sam, like I want to tie the drunk and disorderly. And I think he knew what it was, and he was just like, Well, you know, why don't we try a woolly bugger? That's <laughs> probably the first one. <laughs> and so I took the class, and um, I didn't have a vice. They lent me. Uh, their vice they said you got to buy your own tying kit and materials but we'll lend you you know our vice and when the class is over you just give it back and then you let us know if you want to buy a vice and um man i treated it like homework like i would you know you take the class and they taught us the first week it was the woolly bugger and the second week it was the uh was it a pheasant tail no it was green caddis nymph you know the the Sanyo uh, Ice Dub Green Caddis Nymph. And then um, I think the last week, maybe it was like the Pheasant Tail and the Elk Hair Caddis. And that's what they taught us. 
But like every night I would try and tie like three or four flies, like every night in the class was once a week for, for three weeks. And so I, I kind of liked it. And I kept saying, I want to learn how to tie, tie drunk in the store because I can't find them anywhere. I can't find them. And I want to, I want to fish this fly. This fly is going to work for me. And I think, you know, like, like anybody who fishes a lot, they probably were rolling their eyes a little bit, but, um, I finally found, uh, where I could get one. And so at the time, and there may have been other sources, but at the time, uh, Mike Schmidt was, was tied. I mean, he had him on his site and, uh, I emailed him and I asked for three and, uh, he sent me three and man, those things came in the mail and I opened up the Ziploc bag and I pulled one out and I just started cracking up. I just thought, man, you can't tie this thing. <laughs> like, I don't know, my woolly buggers look like crap. Um, my nymphs look like, uh, probably like a cat turd. And, uh, and I'm just looking and like, I'm looking at Mike's and you guys have had Mike on the show. I mean, that's, that's basically one of the best, best designers in the world for, for, for flies. Oh yeah, man. And, uh, awesome. you know, his work, it's like, it comes off of, of an assembly line. I mean, he'll post, you know, 60 flies. They're all the same fly. You know, it's almost like he he tied one and then photoshopped 59 more. Like, that's how tight his work is. And so I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I, just, I, I don't I don't even know what this is. Like, what, what is this flash? How did he get this eye here? Why does it have a rattle in here? You know, how does he tie in this hair? And then it's like a perfect like wedge. I just I kind of put it aside for a while. So I just, you know, I fished it, but I, uh, I didn't even try and tie it for months because I just said, it's just, I'm, I'm not here yet, you know? So I don't think I tried tying it for like eight or nine months. How, how'd that, how's spinning deer hair come for you? <laughs> uh, well, at first, I don't think I knew that you, you were supposed to spin it. So well, depends on I what you're doing. I tied it on, um... And then, of course, I was not using the right thread, so I would break a lot. And then I tried trimming it with scissors instead of a razor. Uh, I probably tied, I probably tied twenty or thirty before I got one where I looked at it and said, "Hey, like that kind of looks like a drunken disorderly." And of course, it was crap, but it looked enough like one that I said, "You might be able to tie this." Um, that sounds like the normal so, progression. For real. So I kept tying them. Go ahead, go ahead. That sounds like the normal progression. You know, I had <laughs> twenty yeah. turds, and then you start to get. So it, it just looked like a little bit larger turd than the pupa turd. That's right. <laughs> it, it it looked like a panther turd instead of a house cat turd. <laughs> so uh, D and D's are are they still your? Are they your, effective for you? Are they still your unicorn? Oh no, I, uh, I I love them a lot. They're they're super effective. Uh, so far, I have caught pike, smallmouth, um, a king, which is an interesting story. I'll tell you that. A steelhead is another interesting story. I'll tell you that one. Um, and brown trout. So yeah, I, I love it. I mean, that thing is if you tie it right. Um, and you fish it right. And he did teach me how to fish it. I did uh, a few drifts with Tommy and he did teach me how he fishes it. And I was fishing it differently. And I mean, obviously you, you, you can fish it the way you want, I guess. But if a 
designer designs it a certain way to be fished a certain way. And if you at least try that, you can see, okay, wow, that's that's different than how I was doing. It. And the motion is great. When he strips it back, it looks like a crankbait coming through the water. And so um, the the picture that you guys posted, that is my first steelhead. And okay. that is with Tommy. Um, it was a freezing day. Uh, it was a high of 27. And we were fishing the flies only stretch, which is tight. Um, that river definitely had some deep holes, but that flies only stretch is pretty narrow. And so you're doing a, a, a type of roll cast. And I'm sure you guys will fish with them eventually because I've heard your podcast with them and you always seem to have a good time um, on those podcasts. They are, I mean, they're, they're like as good as the Chappelle show. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. That's high praise, man. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, almost as good as the Chappelle show. Uh, so... Um, and so it's a roll cast, you know, you're not doing a lot of overhead casting. You're certainly not doing much false casting because you will hang the thing up in the trees so fast. And I was having a hard time getting it down. Um, cause it's not, you're not using a spay rod. You're not using a super heavy, um, line like a, like a Scandi or a Skagit. I mean, it's a, it's a streamer line, but if you, once you learn how to manipulate line, you can get that fly up to the surface go back into a D loop, dump line into your D loop and then flick it forward. And you should be able to fish it across and down, you know, tight to the bank and um, fish it through the seam. And I mean, I was struggling. I mean, it's just, I'm not a nat, I'm not a natural at anything when it comes to fly fishing or fly tying. And maybe, you know, maybe nobody is, but I certainly am not like, I have to do this shit like a thousand times to get it right. <laughs> And I probably was one for 20 on like decent casts, if that. Um, it's just my, my muscle memory, like I could hear the words, but then to like translate that into the proper motion. And so of course, like a, like a bad spay caster, I was blowing my anchor, I was ripping the fly up out of the water. So now you don't have that tension. And so when you do your forward cast, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Or I would pause too long into the D loop and the sinking head would sink and the streamer would sink. And then when you go forward, you're too far down and you can't flick it forward. And that was happening to me the entire time. And so does Tommy give you a hard time as this is all happening? No, I mean, he's telling you what to do. I mean, he's instead of just letting you flail. He is, he's, he's watching. So he's watching obstructions naturally. So you don't go tumbling into the river but he's watching every single cast. And so he'll tell you what you did right. He'll tell you what you did wrong. And what's cool is he'll, what was cool and what helped me, and I still need to work on this cast. Um, but what helped me was he would say, that was excellent. What'd you do different? So he'd make me think about what I did differently to get that cast off. Hmm. And that, that helps you. So that's teaching. So no, he doesn't give you a hard time, but he, that's prime water. And you got, you know, however many hours in a float and you hate to, to miss all your shots. And that's what I was doing. I was missing a lot of shots. So we probably were drifting over fish after fish, after fish, after fish, because I was struggling with punching this cast out. 
And so I got one that I thought was pretty decent, you know, and I don't think I was stripping it just right, like with those short little pops, but my hands were also numb. I mean, it was a high of 27. You know, my feet were icicles. My fingers were icicles. I probably had snot streaming down my face and couldn't <laughs> feel it. And um, and I'm like stripping it back, stripping it back, stripping it back. And Tommy said, here, let me show you the presentation again. And I said, all right. And so I turn around and he's getting, he puts the oars up and he's getting ready to get up to show me the cast and the presentation. And then I feel, thump, thump, and I set. And he's just like, strip, 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 strip. And I'm stripping, stripping. He's like, real, 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 real. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't, this was the first deal that I had hooked on a fly. I had caught them before on shrimp um, using spinning gear. But, you know, I did not know how you, you kind of want to try to take command of the fish early to keep, to keep him from pulling a bunch of line out and getting way downstream. Because, you know, they go downstream, especially if they're big, they roll, they leap, they go around a bend, they're, you know, they're gone. Yeah. And, uh, and so his attitude was, you know, you got goat rope, you know, you got a nine and a half foot eight weight, like, and you, you know, you got a hatch reel. So that drag is going to be fine. Strip, get it on the reel, get him over here. So, and I remember he said, like, you know, get behind me, get behind me, get behind me. So he wanted me near the rower seat and he got to the front. He said, put that rod tip down. Point it to the bow. Point at the bow. Because, you know, of course, I'm just like. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> so, so he's like, you know, get that line on that reel. Like reel, reel, reel. And then like, and he saw it. He, he definitely wears premium glasses. I I need to invest in some better glasses. I got I got some basic polarized glasses. And most of my guides see fish that I don't freaking see. And he said, oh, that's a big one, John. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, he goes completely across the river to the far bank. Um, but he never went downstream. He stayed in that deep hole. And he said, that's all right. They do that. And he's like, keep reeling, keep reeling, keep reeling, keep reeling. Steady pressure. And he's like, put that rod tip down. Point at the bow. <laughs> and so I point the rod tip at the bow. And he's like, keep reeling, keep reeling. And at some point, the, 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 the power of this fish must have caused me to freeze. Because I remember he turned around and looked at me. He's like, can you reel? i kept reeling and then he said when i tell you to i want you to reel down to the swivel and lift and i just remember thinking like oh man this thing's gonna come off but i better do i better do what he says he knows what he's talking about so i just reel 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 and like we're getting now the the fly line is in the rod tip and i'm getting nervous and i'm reeling down to the swivel and he said lift and I go to lift, gets the net under him, streamer pops out, fishes in the net. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and we, I, we were yelling and hooting and hollering and fist bumping, and uh, it was great, man. And that thing was, uh, you can see in the photo, it's probably about it's about 11 or 12 pounds. I mean, it was a nice Yeah, it's a big fish. It was a good specimen. Yeah. Man, that story gave me anxiety. I was waiting for that streamer to pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, you saw I was holding the fish, so yeah. I, I obviously caught it. And uh, but I mean, just after all that hard work, um, and but, but what made it so funny was uh, I was about to give him the rod so that he could bring it in and show me a better cast and a better presentation. And I mean, I turned around, he stood up, and but I was still fishing. I'm looking at him, but I'm still you know popping it back, and I felt that thump thump, 
and I sat, and that was it. Man, that that's awesome. I got my first one on a strip just two days ago, and it it's incredible. Yeah. So you said you got a king on one as well? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us. <laughs> so well, and you know that you know how you know how people feel about kings. People are fifty fifty on kings in in the Midwest as far as whether you should fish for them or whether you shouldn't. Um, whether they eat or whether they don't, it's totally up to you whether you want to fish for them. I don't really care. We were fishing for steelhead. Uh, this was with uh, another great guide in um, in Michigan, Ross uh, Swanson. And um, we were on the Muskegon. And uh, he said, well, you know, John, the water's pretty low and pretty clear. And um, we're, we're getting a lot of them on eggs. Um, but I know you said you like streamers. So if you want a streamer fish, maybe we try streamers in the morning and then, um, you know, depending on how we do, you know, we could try, uh, an indicator and eggs in the afternoon. I said, okay, that's good. Just, you know, let me get my streamer fishing in. And, um, you know, we're fishing for maybe an hour and a half, you know, nothing so far. And then we come up to this area, um, that's, it's got like a lot of, gravel and holes so it's like shallow deep shallow deep shallow deep and i could see that there were a lot of salmon anglers around um anchored and he said throw to the to the back of the gravel or to basically the front of the hole and like give it a second and then strip it he said if you're going to get a steelhead or a brown they're going to be sitting behind the kings on uh you know that are on the gravel said don't throw to the gravel throw to the go to the dark hole, give it a second, and then try and pull it out of there. And, uh, you know, I'm casting and, um, you know, I'm having a great time and I'm getting some good presentations. And I remember we were coming up on a guide and his customer and they were anchored. And it was kind of like, you know, okay, John, uh, pull her in. We're going to go around these guys. And I think I was probably thinking I can get one more cast and fish through here. Like I should just listen to, I should just listen to my guide and not be like a naughty, naughty boy. So, <laughs> right, you know, I could fire this thing off. So I fired it off to the dark water. You know, I'm like, pop, 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 pop. And then like, I'm pretty much at the end. And now I pretty much got to pick it up because um, Ross needs to maneuver around uh, this guy. And so I'm watching, looking for the fly. And I, it comes out of this hole and I'm about to pick it up and I see something come up out of the hole, smack it and turn downstream towards the, uh, towards the guide. And I set and then it goes across and back upstream and I'm into my backing like in three, three seconds. I'm into my backing that quick. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I got to steal it. I got to steal it. And Ross asked, you know, did you see what it was? And I said, no, it was just, it was, it was just big. You know, and, um, you know, I'm reeling and and I'm trying to, like, make sure the drag is just right because I'm thinking this thing may take all my line. (laughs) And um, but luckily it didn't go downstream, which, you know, those big, heavy fish, they go downstream. (sighs) Well, you're in a boat. You're okay. If you're waiting, you might be screwed. Um, But he was able to control the boat. And, um, you know, I was getting the line back on the reel, getting the line back on the reel, fight, fight, you know, pull, pull, pull. And like, I couldn't see it like, cause you know, the water's kind of choppy. I just couldn't see it. And uh, I just knew it was big. And then we got it up close and he netted it. It was a huge King. And, um, when we took the fly out, 
um, she started spraying eggs all over the boat. So it was a female, obviously. And um, which is better than the result that you get with a male on the boat. I'll tell you that. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's more happy and, to see you. Um, but, I, you know, I couldn't believe it because, you know, she, she certainly had white on her tail. Um, she had plenty of fight in her. But, I mean, this was mid-October, so she probably was on her way out, you know. But uh, we saw it. I mean, Ross saw it, too. Like, she came out of this hole and smacked this streamer. And so, you know, my guess is that it must have run past, you know, her red. And, you know, she was trying to kill it. You know, she probably thought it was a sucker because it was a tan and white, drunk and disorderly. Um, so that, that, that's my guess. But, I mean, that was, that was a blast. That was an absolute blast. I was so, so happy for that. That's awesome, man. So did you guys, did you guys rope it up? Um, what, keep it? Yeah, did you rope it up and smoke it? No, no, no. You we, said it was, we, we, it was we part zombie. Go. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you can, you know, you, you can keep them because they're going to die in a, in a week or two or, you know, a couple of weeks Five anyway. Minutes. But um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really care. Yeah. I, just, I was happy to catch it. I keep almost nothing. Um, when we do go, uh, my wife's, um, for, like I said, my wife has a lot of friends from Grand Rapids where she grew up, and um, they have started inviting me up to Canada. Um, and we do go up to Canada where I fly fish for pike, which got me into the musky thing. And um, and and we and everybody jigs for walleye. And so, part of being up there, it's so remote, is you are supposed to catch some lunches. So um, I will eat walleye uh, when I catch them up there, and we'll eat a couple of smaller pike up there but generally speaking i don't keep anything um I, I i try i am happy for the fight and i want the fishery to stay stay great and i mean obviously with kings it doesn't matter because you're not going to catch that one next year if they're spawning in the river and they're going to die but it's just kind of my attitude towards almost every fish i catch is i really want to just let it go so you ever make it back up with uh the folks that showed you the fly fishing to show them that you got some skills now Yes, that's another interesting story. Um, so, uh, we went out, we went up to Canada and we got, uh, I got a couple of pike when I was up there, uh, on the fly rod and people were kind of surprised, like, you know, why'd you bring a fly rod up? Cause this, I mean, I'm telling you, this is a jig and minnow trip. Uh, the, the bait shop, it's, it's Nagagami Lake. Um, I think there are, there may be four or five outfitters lodges up there that, you know, rent boats and provide you with a couple of meals and great cabins. And, but you fly in your meals and your beer. Um, and, and almost everybody and the bait shop only sells minnows. Like they don't sell crawlers. They don't sell leeches. They sell minnows and it's a jig (laughs) and minnow trip. But I did not care. I brought my eight weight my first time. And then after that, I brought my 10 and my eight. And, you know, I brought a bunch of flies. I could tell people were looking at me like, yeah, you know, it's, that's interesting, I guess. And uh, we have a pool every, uh, every, every year that we go up there. There's a pool. Everybody throws in 20 bucks and you cut it in half for the biggest pike and the biggest walleye. And I mean, there's a lot of, um, I guess people that would be granddads today. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have been 
fishing for like 40, 50 years, you know? And I mean, I guess now, I mean, for overall fishing, I've been doing it for over 30. So I'm not like a neophyte when it comes to a hook and a line, but I'm a bit of a neophyte when it comes to fly fishing. And, uh, and you just don't beat those old guys. I mean, like they just, they, they, they don't drink a lot. They just go up there, they have their cigars, they go out and fish early in the morning, they fish all day, they get these huge walleye, they get these huge pike. And um, when we were meeting for breakfast before we drove up to Canada, we, we met at this place in Grand Rapids. One of the guy's sons said to me, hey, John, so I hear you're in the fly fishing now. And I said, yeah. And he just looked at me and he said, I'll still probably outfish you though. <laughs> and and uh, it just made my blood boil. Like, I wasn't, like, angry, but I was like, dude, you have no idea how much I, like, eat, sleep, and drink fly fishing. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, a pro at at anything by any means, but I do love it, and I study it like a geek. You should have yelled back, uh, bring the pain. What'd you say? (laughs) You should have yelled back, bring the pain. (laughs) Well, so I just immediately looked at him, and I stuck my hand out and said, 100 bucks, biggest pike of a fly. (laughs) <laughs> and that's on top of the pool, and that it like it was like somebody it's like a record scratch. I think everybody heard it. Like, oh, John challenged him. I was like so mad. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to catch the biggest pike I can. I'm going to shove it down your throat. Like you don't say that without knowing. And uh, sure enough, man, uh, that was Saturday, um, and by Tuesday, I stuck this pig. It was bigger than that muskie that I posted just now um it was a pike it was a fly that i tied for one of flyman's uh contests they they had like a shank contest a couple of years ago where tie whatever you want on our shanks and uh so i tied it for that and i said this is a great looking perch like i'm gonna throw this when i go up to nakagami and um my buddy who's a big musky gear guy um we went to like this back bay and it was all this um pencil grass and uh, he was like, John, throw that pencil grass. And I, I threw to it, and I was like, strip, strip. And it was just this boil. And I felt like a thump, and I just sat. And it was like that freaking rod would not move. And then she took off. And uh, we had to go get her twice with the boat. And, uh, and I got some great pictures of that. And uh, I came back to camp, and the guy was just like, oh, Okay. <laughs> and I said, well, these are, we're all friends. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not a mob enforcer. I'm not going to make him pay, but he's going to know that I beat him. He paid. He paid. <laughs> so I got your hand, right? split on the biggest pike, which was it for me. It ended up being 200 bucks. And then I got the extra hundred bucks from him for, for stomping him into the ground. Bring the pain. That sounds like a great vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, man. It, I mean, there's and there's so much beer and cigars. It's it's just ridiculous. You know that guy's at home practicing right now. What'd you say? That guy is at home practicing right now. He's gonna kick your ass next year. <laughs> hey, I'll. T- I mean, I'll. I'll see what he says uh, if we can go uh, next year. This year we couldn't go because the border wasn't open, um, and I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been the best idea for 25 of us to get into a bunch of small cabins in May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I welcome it anytime. He can bring it anytime. I've only gotten better since then. So, best thing about not quitting. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. I just, I'm like, I'm kind of addicted to it. You know, I tie all the time and every time I tie, I try to think of, I'm envisioning where I'm going to throw it and what's going to eat it. And naturally, especially with these musky flies lately, that has not come to fruition. <laughs> so, uh, but that doesn't matter. You know, you, you, you keep tying them. The, the, you keep, as long as they swim right and they're not too heavy to cast, you keep tying them the, you know, the same way and you keep trying. Uh, you just got to put hours on the water. I mean, that's all. I, I know it's a grind. I don't expect it to be easy, but it is harder than I initially thought for sure. You're catching a lot of different fish, but what's your go-to? What's your favorite? What is what is still like your favorite thing to do and go back to if you had the choice? Um, my favorite fish. I mean, there's just there's no there's no two ways about it. It's got to be smallmouth because that's what I that's what I grew up fishing for. I mean, my dad and I really had very little interest in anything else once we started catching them on the Kankakee River, and um. And that's only an hour from where I live. And they're just my favorite. I mean, for this, I mean, could you imagine if smallmouth could get to like 20, 25 pounds in a river? Well, I've imagined imagine it. The, the kind of fights you'd have. <laughs> they're called wipers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the fact that, you know, you hook a, you've got a six weight and you hook one that's like 18 inches, the thing feels like he could kill you. And uh, I just, I, I love that. And so, they're probably my favorite and you know i can catch them um in a lot of places so i mean it's not just the kankakee there's there's other rivers in illinois um a couple that are straight west that kankakee is kind of straight south from me but there's a couple that are straight west that are good and then you know i am if you're from chicago i live in the west loop if you're not from chicago i live downtown like if you came to visit me right now you would say, man, you live in downtown Chicago. Yeah, pretty much I do. So I'm not that far from the lakefront. So I fish the lakefront harbors. And I mean, there are some beasts cruising in uh, in the Chicago harbors. But I mean, they are, I mean, they might as well be musky. Like, <laughs> they're so persnickety. I mean, you, <laughs> they see you coming. So like, basically, when you step up in those harbors, when you step up to the wall, they swim away. And that's it. You won't get that one. And so you uh, and you present and sometimes they track it and and, you know, they, they look at it and they turn away and you'll see I've I've seen one that I estimated to be like six pounds um, at one of my harbors. And I mean, I had no chance to even throw to him. He was just so wary. Uh, so I, I like them a lot. And then I think the one of the fish that excites me the most is is the is a big brown trout like a beast of a brown trout. Um, they're very exciting to me. Um, I've only caught a couple that were big-ish, uh, nothing over 10 pounds. When I went to Iceland, I got one that was 24 inches, and it was, it was five and a half pounds. So that was a lot of fun when I saw it, when it rolled. Like once I set the hook and I saw it roll, I was like, Jesus, that brown is huge. Because I had only caught, you know, pretty much dinks. And I think I had a 20 before that. Um, and then uh, a year later, I got one that was like 27, 28 while swinging for steelhead uh, here. Um, Michigan or? It, no, that was in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what up north. Them are giants up there. 
And that, I mean, that was just so much. And so I, I just love giant Browns, but I mean, you know, day to day it's smallmouth. but, um, and probably just cause musky fishing picks up in the fall and I've had some good success with pike, uh, here, but also particularly in Canada. I mean, Chicago's got some nice pike, the Chicago area, I should say. Um, and there, there are some big ones here, but like that lake in Canada, I mean, you, it's just tailor made for fly fishing for pike. And, um, so that kind of excited me about muskie. Like, so, you know, so I was thinking like, are they that different? How different are they? So I bought Rick Kusich's book. Um, I've got another, um, older fly fishing for muskie book. You know, I always, I listen to your podcast, you know, pretty much every Monday and uh we're sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh man i mean it's my favorite one i mean it's it's hands down my favorite one and uh i i think i had heard willen talking a few times because he you've had chris willen on what like two or three times three times three times full yeah yeah three times and um and matt greisky and uh i just i'd say let me listen to all these muscle guys and like i listen to them i listen to tony sandrone I listened to Dominic Petruzzi. I was like, oh, I got I, I, I to gotta fish for these muskie. And, and then Chris probably posted a couple of giants, and I just started really getting after spinning muskie flies. And, God, man, you got to have a hell of a box going right now with, with the amount of muskie, picture, or, uh, muskie fly pictures that you post. And, man, they, and they're like perfect, perfect replications of, let's say, an adaptive fly fly or a Buford that Mark would tie, you know, they're identical copies. They're awesome. Well, thanks man. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, I do practice a lot. And, uh, uh, Mark has h- helped me some with like, you know, what he's, what he said he's trying to do with the fly. Um, same with Matt, um, you know, same with, with Tony and Eli, they have, they have helped me on like messenger, you know, just like, you know, do it, do it like this. And, um, and you know, they got to swim, right? I mean, the, the difference between tying like a, I don't know, like, like a three inch marabou pattern, like a little articulated marabou pattern and like a 13 inch fly with a bunch of bucktail and saddle and flash and a rattle and a keel. Um, and you got to throw it and then it's got to move right. And part of it is how you move it. But part of it is if you overloaded it, it's not going to move right no matter what you do. And uh, it's hard. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have a ton of respect for those guys that I just named. Um, like, I, you're already fishing for a fish that is ridiculous. I think one of you called it an asshole with teeth. And uh, that's, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they just, they, you know, my experience so far, and, and I haven't fished for them a ton, so I really can't complain. But I mean, certainly I've, I've smelled the skunk quite often um fishing for them and uh it's like are they not here uh did i not tie this right like it looks great in the water like who doesn't want to eat that and um like i cast it there's a deadfall i got it right there up against the bank now pull it out like make it look like it's scared and stop pause strip strip pause strip 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 pause long strip pause walk it back walk it back pause now power it back. Pause. Figure eight. 
damn nothing. I mean, I did that. <laughs> Re- repeat. Hours. Put that on repeat for hours. Yeah, that that's musky. Uh, that's every for, day. For those guys to be able to design those flies and get them to work, I mean, it's you know, hats off. You, you rattling that off? I'm like, yeah, that sounds that's perfect. Yeah, go. That, that, that's then good. you then you pick up, cast again, and repeat. So, have you had follows on your flies? I have not. Not that I could see. Um, I did fish. Well, I was in Michigan last month, and I did fish a pretty cloudy lake. So I don't know if I had one or not. I certainly didn't have anything in the eight. And um, then we fished a very clear lake, and I, I mean, I just didn't see a fish, dude. And it was just like, talk about getting beat up. I mean, it was like getting beat up, slapped. Somebody kicked you while you're down and then spit on you. I mean, that's, that's how it felt. Um, but, you know, what can you do? I know it's hard. So um, that and that's part of the reason why I wanted to fish with the guide. And the guide that I fished with, he's not a fly guide. He's a, you know, a general muskie guide. And that's why he said, well, we're, you know, let's throw the suckers out on the harness. And, um, you know, if you don't mind, from time to time, I'll cast, you know, uh, and throw a bulldog or a chatterbait while you fly fish. And um, and it's good because at least I got to freaking see one, you know. I mean, we had three eats on those suckers. But, yeah, I just I have not seen one come back on the fly yet. And so, you know, it's it's not like it's not like my flies are perfect. I, I know that. Like, I do the best I can. And not every one that I tie is a winner. Um, a couple of those that I posted, they didn't move just right. So after five or six casts, you can't get it to move right. It comes off. You know, I don't stick with a bad fly. Uh, if I didn't tie it right, I'll try and, uh, you know, put it aside and see if I need to trim it down or tie it differently. A bucktail can be, um, it can be, tr- I mean, any material, any natural material, but bucktail can be a little tricky, I think. Uh, you can easily put too much on when you're not, a super knowledgeable um, musky tire. And so then you just end up with a huge wet sock that just kind of lightly snakes through the water. Then you get it right. And it then kicks and jives and jackknives. And, you know, you take your eye off the ball for a second and then you see your fly come to water and you think that's a fish. Mm-hmm. And it's actually your fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I certainly had enough uh, with me uh, that fished well. And so I don't know if, you know, like I said, was I not stripping it right? Was I not at the right depth? Was I throwing shallow when they were out suspended deep? Was I trying to fish them when they were deep? Was it just, you know, what was, I don't know. That's the tough thing about muskie is, is I just, I don't know yet. And so I won't, I don't have data. How long Um, have you been doing it? Muskie fishing? I, I mean, I would go, like I said, I started fly fishing in 2013. Um, I've gone a couple of times a year to local spots here in Illinois um, in 2015, 2016, 17, 18. And then last year, I went to a pretty good lake. Uh, one of my friends at the fly shop uh, goes there and he said, well, I, you know, I'll take you down there and I'll you know, take you to the spots where, where they tend to hang out. We'll rent a boat. So we rent a boat. We split it. And then um, it's it's called Shabana, and it used to have the state record. And I mean, it was the state record is big. I mean, I know you don't necessarily think of Illinois as a musky mecca, and 
you know, I don't think that it is, but they're here. They're, you know, they're in these waters and the state record was in the upper thirties. And I think it was about 50 inches. And now I think the current state state record is like 38 and it's like just over 50 inches, but it's a different lake further South in Illinois. Um, and, and we just, we didn't do any good there. And then this year I went a few times. I think I went in the spring. I went in the summer to, uh, we have a big river that's about an hour west of Chicago called the Fox River. And it has a lot of dams. And that's probably one of your better river options, I think, in northern Illinois. And uh, I just just haven't seen them, you know. And then I went to uh, western Michigan last month with my buddy who throws gear. And um, with him throwing the Poseidons and the, the Bulldogs and the Grandmas and the Suics and me with the fly and and, you know, I, obviously I can't throw as far as he can throw, but between the two of us, we were covering some water, just nothing. Um, but it's not like I've been out like 50 times, well, you know, so. That, that should give you some hope, though, if you're out with your buddy throwing Poseidons and Bulldogs and Suics, and he wasn't moving shit either, you know? Yeah. That's it, called knocking at the door, man. Yeah. It sounds like you guys been all over. No treats yet. No, no fish. Yeah, no. So it's. It's discouraging, but it's not like I care. Like, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, man. <laughs> They'll know, come I'm around. Keep doing it. <laughs> if, if you're knocking enough doors, man, somebody's going to answer. Chad, Chad's got you far, way, way beat than you could ever think. Man. Yeah, man. You, you'll, I, get, you'll get onto it before he... <laughs> I went two years of strictly musky fishing and didn't move a fish. I can remember the first one I moved was on the 4th of July. And my wife is in a uh, inner tube, like a hundred feet ahead of me, and I moved the musky. Nice. So, so, so when you say strictly, I mean like, so you you were not taking time to fish for no, smallmouth or trout. No smallmouth, no hybrids, no nothing, man. Uh, I might take a day or two and go throw some flies for carp, but it was if I was throwing streamers, it was at muskies. Damn. <laughs> yeah, See, man. Now I see that. Now, now I'm not there yet, because um, I still love smallmouth. I still love trout. I still love steelhead. So I I have to have that in like, I don't know um, if if the weather's decent in you know November December, uh, January is a little tough in Chicago. Uh, so is February. But like March, uh, early April, I will want to swing for steelhead, and then you know late April, early May, I will want to you know, try and get pre-spawn smallies. And I don't know, uh, muskies spawn in June, uh, in uh, May, correct? Like uh, mid-May, depending on where you are in the yeah, in North America. Yeah, it could be, could be June, depending on water temps. 50 degrees. Okay. Usually, yeah, yeah. Usually so I would have a hard day. time, like, uh, I would have a hard time just going for muskies. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know what? Uh, since I've caught a couple now, uh, I, I haven't caught one this year. <laughs> you know? I just don't do it as much. Um, yeah, you you said uh, January and February are hard times in Chicago. It's I, just cold, man. It's like uh, I, I thought football season was hard times in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it might be a family show, so I won't tell you what I really think of that comment. <laughs> but no, man, it's eighty-five. That's what we got. I'm gonna hold on to the eighty-five bears. <laughs> Is that? Should we play that song for you? The Super Bowl Shuffle? 
Hey, I mean, you you know you, it, yeah, no, it's awful. It's awful. Today is awful. I didn't even watch. I just I pulled it up on my phone a couple of times. I was like, what? And I was just like, I'll forget it. I'm not going to tune into that. I got I got stuff to do. Hey, don't feel bad. I'm a Browns fan. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Almost as bad. Well, they're not half bad this year, though. Yeah. They, and they didn't lose this week. They had a bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say they didn't lose just because they didn't play. <laughs> well, they didn't win either. <laughs> so... John, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you'd like to? What? Uh, no, not really. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I'll just, you know, I just enjoy uh, pursuing them. And um, that one, uh, that one that we got Friday, that was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was on bait, but it was still a lot of fun, and it was big, and it was uh, it was you know, it was a nice beast. So, so what was it like holding that big of fish? You know, I know you held the pike that was that big. What what's it like holding a muskie? And uh and what what did it smell like? Dude, it stunk. Yeah. <laughs> it, had the, it had the love that smell. Slime. It was like somebody threw up on you. Yeah. Uh it was ridiculous, but uh you know, it, it was I was surprised at how heavy and how hard it fought on that sucker rig. I mean, that kind of a rod compared to a fly rod, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that kind of a rod is a broom. It's a broomstick, and like, why is this thing corked and doubled over? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Imagine your eight or your ten weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I caught a pike that was a, a little bit bigger on the ten, but you know, pike are not musky, and and from what I understand, uh, they they fight a little harder often and um i i'm looking forward to to that hopefully i won't get like you know just smoked and have the rod snap and have, <laughs> have the fish take off but uh it was it was awesome man because uh we had an eat and then it dropped it and we had another eat and it, it didn't set like I, I went to set it and i thought it was set and then it was off and then he told me exactly what to do on this one so i picked it up Thumbed it, tugged on it a little bit, closed the bail reel down, opened the bail back up, thumbed it, tugged on a little bit. Then he started to swim off, and I waited, waited, and then cranked, uh, reeled down, and, and I did this. I did the strips. I did this. It wasn't a strip set, but I did the pull straight back. You know, I think not setting with the rod is very hard for people to uh, embrace until they do it enough times, and at least the guide was telling me, do not set with that rod. You pull that thing straight back. And uh, I did it. And, you know, by the time we it went around the boat a couple of times, by the time we got in the net, I was just like, Jesus, I got one. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty exhilarating. It was pretty exhilarating. But as soon as it came off, I picked up the, the fly rod and started casting again. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I said, let me see if I can get another one. Yeah, they're around, man. <clears throat> yeah, so... Yeah, man, that's 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 about it. That's my story. I'm I'm still seeking them out. I'm gonna see if I can uh, get out again this month um, locally, um, and and see if I can drum one up. Yeah, man. Hey, come to come to Pennsylvania, man. We'll put you on some fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that's one thing I I will have to say is I I should travel to some uh, 
to to some to some some more great spots. I mean, I do believe that you you get good at this sort of thing um, by free, you know your frequency, like getting out a lot. And the best way to fish frequently is to fish in your own backyard, which is why I pursue them a lot in Illinois. But uh, I do think I should set aside some time to you know get out there, get out to the Northwoods. Uh, get out to um, St. Clair, you know, because I've never done that. If you and get, I think if you that get to go somewhere, if you get to go somewhere where you get more interaction with fish, you get to learn more. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and 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 that is uh, that is on the bucket list for for 2021 for sure. So now, do you just run around telling people that they got to get into fly fishing? Ah. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and was that guy um, at Cabela's very right about you're gonna need advice, dude? You're gonna. What did you say? That guy at Cabela's, he was too right, wasn't he? You're gonna need advice. You're gonna tie flies. Yeah, yeah, he was totally right. <laughs> and you know, I don't, I don't push it on people that much because uh, I can tell the handful of people that are that are my friends that you know they're really interested. I can tell when I can see people's eyes glaze over. Because I'm going like down the rabbit hole, because <laughs> I am pretty bad at that. Uh, fly fishing oh, to me man. is like it is literally like family, and then fly fishing, and then everything else. And so, if you are uh, if you're not really into it, and you're talking to me, you might be like, "Dude, shut up." <laughs> so I don't push my friends that much. That's like if the four of us go to a party together, or any of the group of us go to the party together. We're always in the corner talking about fly fishing. Well, we hope somebody else fishes. Yeah. We, or, or hunts or something like that, you know? But yeah. It's find that common ground. Yeah, we just find ourselves in a corner drinking beers and talking about fishing. Oh, yep. dude, it, that happens to me, too. If you see somebody with a Sims hat, you're like, hey, where do you go? <laughs> Get over here, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. I gotta talk to you. You're on the street. And I'm like, where do you fish? Where do you fish? What do you fish for? I do it all the time. <laughs> hey. That guy has a beard and a flannel shirt on. You have to fly fish. <laughs> if they got a Patagonia shirt on, that means they does they don't fish though. Yeah, you know, no, just not, joking. True, I no, definitely, they're normally runners. especially since I first started. I, I've talked to a lot of people that like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, Damn but with Sims, just they fly fish. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And if they got both on, they probably fish. They're just confused. <laughs> <laughs> hey well uh, before um before i go like what do you guys uh what kind of advice and tips do you have for me you what, you what, sounded what can you, help you, me with you explained than, it than just like it, it goes right mark i mean the the grind the, the consistency of keeping it keeping at it right embrace it yeah that's, that's the Keep, best thing ride it's the train Look every cast and watch behind the fly and, you know, just think that every cast there's a fish there because every time you're doing that, you're fishing that fly. Time you lolly, yeah. you lolly gog off, that fly's either not fishing or that fly's going to hit when it's coming up to the top of the water and you're going to miss it. So That's how I caught that steelhead, though. Stay involved in every single cast. Take something that you can eat a warm lunch, you know? Yes. Yeah. That makes if you, if you fish difference. the first half of the day and then you're eating bologna sandwiches and freezing your tits off it, the second half of the day kind of it, it's a grind but if you have yeah. like something warm in you swigging a nice beer it it really does make make you focus a little bit more yep 
That yeah. does. That helps a you lot. Yeah. Um, it keeps, you just need to stay into it. I like to pot. You know, every every you night when I pot? go out. No, I like to go every night before I go out. <laughs> we are catching. No, every night before I go out for a float or anything, we're catching a 40-inch fish, a 50-inch fish. When we go 40-inch fish, they're great. You know, the de- the next day, we're catching a 20-inch smallmouth the next day when we go out on a float. He's you know, a believer. If you, if you don't leave the so you're house. You're setting a 50, boy. You're setting that bar pretty high. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you're catching the fish are out for you. If you, don't go out, if you don't leave the house with that attitude when you go out, you know, it's never going to happen because you're not going to fish or fly with the confidence you should be. You know, every, every time you go out, it should always be that 40-inch fish, like Mark said. That forty-inch fish is there, right behind that Watching. fly. Every no, I mean, it's time. even like like last night. I mean, we shot past the boat launch at four forty. It's pitch black at five thirty now, and it's like we still got time. We got twenty-minute boat ride. We're there at five. We can hit that spot. We got fifteen minutes, and then we got enough light to get us back. You know, well, I mean, you at, can always got every keep every minute it's counts. Happen. Like you're talking about happen. all that counts. Yeah, just put every second it's gonna happen, and stay recharged and stay involved in every cast, and don't give up on them. A gentleman's break or two here and there doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that and that's what I did. That's what I did uh, in Michigan and and this last trip when we got that one on the soccer was I figurated every single cast um, and watched the fly every single cast. So, I'll, you know, I'll keep doing it. And I would say find a group of dudes that you like to fish with that you can bounce ideas off of. You know, not – I know – Fishing with guides is great. You get to learn stuff. But if you find a, a close group of dudes that you can fish with on the regular and you can bounce ideas off them, hey, what do you think about if we do this compared to that next time? Or next time when we set up our drift, what if we start here and drift this way? You know what I mean? That yeah. Way, you're like, it gets you into the fishing while you're not actually doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's helpful. Yeah, I I think that's a that's key as well. Like I said, we have a a, a good group around this table right now that we we do that with. Okay, and nobody yeah, nobody here fishes. That, that they like musky on gear, but I. You know what? <sighs> they probably get more touches than you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. They're like they're like Emmett Smith, and you're like uh, whoever the the Cowboys have now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's what you got to do. You just got to turn them because I feel like if I fish with somebody else that fly fishes, that helps a lot because I know entirely they're going to fish the same stretch of water different, and that that's going to help me decide if I did it right or not. You know what I mean? Yep. There's no way two of us could do it wrong, right? Right. I don't know. I follow people and do it wrong all the time. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> ultimately, we're not going to fish it the same, and that helps to know if you did it right. Like, Chad's like, I'm going to watch him, see how he does. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> I'm just going to flail this thing back here. Exactly. How can I put this fly up in that tree yeah. further than him? Okay, Jay stuck it up there about 25 foot last time. Well, he catches fish. I'm going to send it up 40. <laughs> Raising the bar. Well, thank, thankfully, I didn't put it up in any trees, although I did hang up on some deadfalls a couple of times, but, you know, oh, it, nice. that's going to happen. Always. If you're not doing that, you're not putting the fly in the right spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So never apologize for doing that. No, and you know, that's funny. That's uh, uh, I fished with Schultze uh, once, and uh, he said that. He said that same thing. He said, do not worry about that tree. Get it right up against that tree. He yeah. said, we'll go get it. 
if you hang up, we'll go get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- that that is the right attitude. I do like that attitude. I I do have a rule though when I'm rowing. If I have to back row three times to get your fly out of trees, you're rowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Stand up and switch. Yep. That's the penalty box. Uh, that's understood. That's understood. I feel like I've heard that a couple of times <laughs> from from various people. Yeah, man, it's catching on. <laughs> so, already. Well, man. It, any other questions you guys have for me? Anything else you want to know? Go um, to go to St. Clair and catch one of them giants in the deep. You'll be probably hooked forever. It's. Yep. I'm I'm working on that for the for this coming summer for sure. Yeah, man, hit up Eric for sure. Learn how to yeah, swim that, one of the sweet flies. Have you guys ever fished St. Clair? Uh, no, I have not. It's that blue it's, water, though, man. Yeah, it sounds, it just sounds so unique. Like, the color of the water sounds unique. The fact that it's that big, but it's that shallow. Yeah, it's shallow. And the fish are just there, you know? It's on nothing. Like, nothing except bait. You know, the, the bait or the bait is the structure that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's, that's something I want to do, too, for sure. Yeah, man. We got boats, so probably should go. <laughs> so, alrighty, John. Well, hey, we're gonna get rolling, brother. Thank you for your All time. All right, man. And Heck yeah, been, we've enjoyed fun. the stories. Yeah, hey, I just want to say I do love this podcast. So uh, I'm honored that you guys called and, and wanted to hear <laughs> what I've been going through and how much I enjoy fly fishing. So I, I do learn a lot from you and the guests you have. So uh, you guys keep doing it and. Uh, I will I'll certainly text you when I stick one. We taking it back to the decade that we were uh, born in? Yeah, bro. The little oh, statutory rock. <laughs> she was only 17. <laughs> so, oh, uh, man. Mark, you got to go fishing yesterday with our buddy Don. What all, uh, how'd that go down? That went down. That was a good time. That was nice to, we've, you know, what's it been, a couple years now since we probably first talked to Uncle Don? You met him at the Lucero show. Yeah, would I remember of that? That. <laughs> <laughs> I went. That's what I told him yesterday. I was like, I think it was the first time I met you that I wasn't completely and utterly inebriated. <laughs> what? He came to the F3T this year as well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly sober then either. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we met him at the Cabin Fever. You were a little busy that day. Yeah, that well, we day. we got the hang I out. wasn't oh, hammered yeah, that day, Yeah, though. you weren't. No. So yeah, we met up right before uh, right before light. He brought his drift boat up. Uh, that was a nice uh, little, it's like a just for sixteen foot Klaka Eddy. That's a nice boat, especially for what we were doing. We motored up a little ways and played some bumper logs a little bit. <laughs> bumper boats. Motored up, floated back, and it was a, one of them days with pieces of water that I kind of expected a lot more from, and I'm sure it probably would and will. But it just didn't yesterday. I mean, we had, for the most part, through the whole day, we, we actually shouldn't even say for the most part. We moved nothing. And then I was like, hey, there's a flat spot right here. Pull over and we'll hop out and pee real quick. 
as soon as he pulls over. I'm like, there's a pike. Sitting a foot and a half off the bank. Did you say, you have to pull over. I can't pee off a boat. We were <laughs> four feet from the from the bank either, which this is one of the places you can kind of turn the boat and almost hit. Kind of like what John was talking about in the fly fish only zone. Yeah, yeah. And there's a oh, mid-20s pike there. It probably wasn't, but I don't know, maybe like an hour or so later, we floated down, and I threw a cast in right off the bank, and I had switched up to something bigger at this point. I was probably throwing a 12, 13-inch uh, soccer color. trying to. It was one of the places. It wasn't, like, super clear, but it wasn't dirty either. But you had good enough visibility. It was just mud bottom. And fish came firing off, came back, swiped again, came back, swiped. At that point, I could tell it was a pike and kind of, like, almost stung itself a little bit. Maybe another 50 yards, and there's a tree coming, like, long ways out, and I threw a cast a whole way up to the top of the tree, made a couple strips, fish just see his white slash. Oh, another slash. Oh, and then it eats right at the boat. It's like a little baby muskie. This thing could have been, like, 15 inches. Freshly stocked. Yeah, it was a fresh one. We fought it for a quick second, went to kind of almost lift it up and pulled the hook and Went through the rest of it, and it's just fishing timber and working it, and we switched on and off through the day and worked it well, and just nothing produced. And right at the end, we kind of shot back up a little bit of a ways again, stopped, and threw out past a point and blew up on one little black over orange minnow and decent mid-20s pike. It ate, and it kind of, like, stayed down and started, like, pulling, like, head shaking. I was like, oh, I think this is a small muskie. So it didn't come up like a typical pike does and kind of just start, like, thrashing. But, nah, there's a pike. Other than that, it was a nice flow. It was a nice day. We put a full day in on it. Thought something would definitely. You guys stopped and eat too. anything? Yeah, Chad gave us uh, pulled pork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a three-way? You, me, and some of those pork? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so we, uh, you know what I did is I brought the Jeff oil. I just heated it up, chucked it in there, kind of like stirred it real quick. It worked pretty good. Did you eat it like burrito style? Mm-hmm. or I just do it in a burrito. I had barbecue. Nice. Chucked it in there with that. Mm-hmm. It was good. Though. It did come out good. <clears throat> it was a, not as tender as the last time I did it. Uh, new grill. Still trying to get the, the bugs worked out. <laughs> it, bad. it was real good. Yep. Still got a little bit left. I got to finish up. But yeah, we stopped, ate, and... I mean, that boat's comfy. Yeah, yeah. man. It, the hard bottoms. You don't have to, like, place your feet, like, work your feet the whole time. Because mm-hmm. it's like standing on a floor. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of room in it. Yeah, it was a really comfortable boat to fish out. Does it have a rod rack as well? Yeah. And the nice part is, is they lay, like, flush. You can actually step on top of your rods. So they recede down as, like, a little drop. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So if you don't break them that way, you can jam them into a tree trying to get a fly out and break it that way. I did that yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. You pulled that one. Uh-huh. Wow. I knew I was. I mean, it was the fly was buried that bad that I started jam around. Then I got a hold of it and just started pulling. And I had a TP610 on, so it just it pulled straight pulled it. I get it up. And he's like, oh, is that your rod hanging on there? Yep. I thought I felt that. Son of a bee. Yep, here goes 40 bucks. Send me another tip, please. I just got the Helios back. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I sent that. That's Ooh. an eight weight, correct? Yeah. It's just right. short of 60 days. Time to break another one? Nothing like customer service. I mean, they're super people. 
I know. You know, go figure. I get that one back on Thursday. As soon as you get it. (laughs) Yeah, break this on Saturday. That's life. Real nice. Yeah, man, I got three musky rods I need to send back. I just (laughs) haven't done it. (laughs) At at this point, three of them need sent back. That's almost like paying the price of another rod. See if you can trade it. It is gear and the musky, and, you know, just like we spoke of earlier. You run these heavy lines through. You get the grooves built in them, and oh yeah, one of our previous guests and buddies sounds like he lost just a fish of epic proportion. So, bam bam, if you're listening, we feel for you, buddy. We're sorry, bud. He stuck a 48 on that black over orange double last Friday. And he said this fish was significant above it. Significant. He's been knocking the snot out of some fish on on your flies, bro. Yeah, he has. I don't know what he's up to, but I think he's in the neighborhood five, six, seven fish on that fly. Well, was that fly is now gone? He so, ordered another one immediately. Yeah, yeah I got, probably two or three of them. Yeah, that's yeah. You got two of them. It's like I'm, I'm getting stuck this time, so we got a couple black and orange coming up for him. Did he say? I hope that fish died that took <laughs> took that fly from me. He's gonna be out <laughs> searching oh. for it, floating. <laughs> I need to get that back. <laughs> Find that fish belly up Dang, and cut it open. The, uh, I mean, the consistency of the size of the fish up there. Wow. Yeah, man. They're Woo. catching a ton of fish. It ain't. Yeah, it, it's, well, it's it's just like what, you know, big big fish season. It's big deer running around crazy season. It's that time of year, man. The, the big ones are not getting stupid, but they got to make their moves. You know what I mean? Yeah, good time to put time in anywhere you're at, whether it's, you know, fishing, hunting, Sitting in the woods enjoying, or hell, you could have caught a suntan today. Record temps, right? Whew. Seventy-three. I think seventy for five days now, four days now. Pretty, pretty nice eighth? weather. Eighth, eighth today's, November today. Yeah, today is November eighth. Jason, your birthday's coming up. Woo! Gonna be a year old man. Not smarter, no, but uh, you'll be forty. Shit Almost. like that. I feel like it. I thought about you today. You look like it. I thought about Jason today. I was like, I pulled in and I seen all the Smith flies and stealth crafts up at the the local big river and, and it was popping. There's, you know, cars everywhere. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to go here now. This is kind of awkward for me because I try to get well, away from the people. It's Sunday and it's 80. Yeah, but... And there's fish in the rivers. But the thing is there, dude, it's not even people fishing, I think, it is a park. You know, and that's how they, they made it all like this now. Because I used to park on, like, side of the road jobby, you know, like you would at Conneaut or something. But they've switched everything. Now it's... I'm surprised post- you don't hunt the deer in these parks. Oh, I've seen dude. some fucking giants right next to the rivers. No, this guy that takes pictures up there, man, and I know where he goes. And it's where we've seen them giants. He gets oh, yeah. he gets real oh, close yeah. and takes sweet pictures of them. And I'm like, I'm drooling. I'm like, <laughs> I'll drive up to Cleveland and just risk it. <laughs> throw a big one in the back but no and and it's just it's amazing that you know we got those parks and we're there we can enjoy them whether you're fishing or not because it's 50 50 there's more people riding bikes and walking and doing so in turn i pulled in there because i seen the posted signs and i don't want to get involved in that well how has metro parks yeah now everywhere. it's lake lake metro parks yeah, and metro parks and uh it's just Safe place to park. All mm-hmm. seen park rangers all day. They're checking on people. I think some guy locked his keys in the car. Took care of them. No call to insurance. That's, that's a pretty good deal, you know. Yeah, man. People are around, so it's legit. People's dogs coming up, not you know, acting crazy or nothing, but seen like a coonhound and some sweet dogs today. Got to 
fish some sweet runs that are brand new, brand new to me, probably brand new to everybody because this watershed just is, it might get to a point where you don't fish it some years. It's like big water, big, big water, and it's all ripped out in this new valley. It completely changed. I walked some water, tried my ass off for a little bit, started out great because I thumped one. It was a dink, though. It probably got stalked yesterday. Like you said, the muskies, it was like 12 inches. But it hit the strip streamer that I tied last night, just like the plan, right, Jason? 50-inch steely. Did they take the dam out the 50-inch steely when I left the house today. No, no, no. no. They haven't took the gr- the dam out of there. That's a 534. It's a ways up. I'm sure there's fish all through it. But for some odd reason, man, I don't know why. It, it's slower to the west. For me, I, I, I see maybe just that river. But them guys, they catch fish out there. I just haven't ran into them early in the season over there like I do this side of the state with fish coming from PA stocks, and and that's what it is. Them fish are later, spring, more spring run, and like I said, you might not even fish that river, so how are you going to learn a lot about it? And It's a tough river to fish. If you hit it on the right day, it's awesome. That's one of my favorite rivers. I don't think I've ever caught a fish out of it, but I love fishing it. it. It's sweet. Like You get to some of them high wall places. Yeah, it looks crazy. you can walk no, forever yeah too. places nobody are at like you got the water to yourself and i felt like it was the best run um nobody's there i'm like that would be the place for the raft mm-hmm. oh they had them running today man i seen a couple kayaks come down i seen uh stealth craft i seen it the digi or the the brown camo mm-hmm. smith fly looked pretty awesome it was stickered out and it was just sitting in the parking lot they they just fished on foot i seen them all around the area i was fishing so no, I seen one fish landed, other than the one I caught, and I I don't know if I I was fishing beads and hooked one in the tail. I don't know if it so, missed the so front. So what'd you say about what? what'd you say about? Oh yeah, if if you hook, you know how you like hook a little still, and it's like continuously shaking its head, but that's only like the first moment. If it keeps shaking, you got it in the tail. <laughs> if it shakes the whole time like that, <laughs> you got it right in the tail. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, what the hell's going on? What kind of fish is this? This is an odd fish. Oh, backwards one. Damn it. But I guess you can't count that one. Yeah, yeah, unless, it's okay. You, no, you can't count that unless you're in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can take pictures of it, though. You can still I, kick it I up didn't. on the bank. I didn't get no pictures. The little one I caught, man, he hit this little articulated white jobby i think it was like kip tail or something i don't know what the the front of it was like is that is it long could it kip, be long kip tail is, is a, that like a young calf yeah okay it's, it's like so calf no, tail, i think this smaller. is a white squirrel tail got the white squirrel tail bro it makes sweet little bozzies like those uh why can't it just be a squirrel tail it's sweet <laughs> it's freaking white well all tur- all squirrel tails matter <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay, Chad. So anyway, you have to take it anyway, it it ends up tying like uh, what's some of them like fibers they use to do the paddle tails? You know the fr- you seen those ones them like fuzzy fiber fronts? You know what I'm talking about for the paddle tail minners? That's how it ends up tying in. If you reverse tie it, you know you know what I'm talking about. Looper ties them, them little paddle tail minnows, and everybody's tying them, but they're like real short. It's probably a brush, I'm sure, on the front, but it's real short. You know what I'm saying? Kind of looks like a fuzzy minnow. You guys get on the fucking internet or not? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. A paddle <laughs> tail? Yes, you we know get what it, those we get are? It, we get it, yes. Towing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the little just bodies they're tying in front of them that are like probably like some of that brush shit? Just like Senya's laser dub? 
no, it doesn't streak back. It's like a like, full-on body. It ends up... You probably trim it down. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, is it like finesse? Um, like... So no, it just that's how it, that's how the front of this looked uh, like it more like a, a trimmed down like body of a fish. You know what I mean? That's what I used on the head of it. So so it wasn't so much like nothing there, like a straight on fly. It had a little profile to it. But fuck you guys, you don't get on the internet enough. <laughs> Fuckers don't even know it's hip or sweet or is anything. Is it internet or is the accuracy of description there? You Big know what? Question. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, will say I, I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the the almighty dictionary called Instagram. If you want to see it, <laughs> the Britannica. I've been staying off the internet. It's uh, it's about time to get back on. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm. T- is, yeah, that's the thing. We got long nights now. I kind of sit there and run through it once or twice, watch some people's stories. That's what the hell I do. I could not tell you the last time I sat and watched a story. Uh, I, Marks is the only one that pops up. Like it's the first on our feed, and I'm like, all right, I'll watch Marks and. I've, I've seen that, yeah. I, I know the stickers. I got one in my closet. <laughs> I saw one with a guy with a big fat face yesterday. A pie face? Yeah. Yeah, big pie face. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Scott would have taken a picture of me pooping in, on the side of a... Oh, tree. you didn't fast like he does the night before? No! You cleansed yourself <laughs> on the river. <laughs> you did a river cleansing? Aqualogs. Aqualogs. <laughs> did you show your son how to do it? You know what? No. Um, actually, honest to God, it's the weirdest thing ever. I woke up at 3 in the morning. not used to doing that. I was like, oh, I better get rid of this now, you know. So I, I sat down and I, I farted really loud. <laughs> like, Did you, like, summons it? Like, or did you have a talk with your stomach? What do you, what do you mean? Like, get rid of this. I farted loud enough that it woke my wife up. <laughs> and then <laughs> was that the air in front of it? <laughs> no, but but nothing came out. I was like, all right, I was just gonna sit here. I blew up my thumb. I was like, trying to push, and nothing came out. I was like, yeah, well, fuck it. I said, I have napkins in my waiters, and I just never. I didn't poop all day. Wake up at three in the morning, like threw my schedule off. I didn't poop all day or all night. Neither did my son. But Pretty how weird. did Aqualogs happen then? I, I that was hyperbole. Hmm. I didn't really aqualog. Oh, you didn't actually take a shit with uh No, I didn't Scott? poop I didn't poop all day. Uh no that was a joke. Okay. This is theater of the mind, Jay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I figured you really laid an aqualog. No, I would have loved to. I would have floated it down to the people <laughs> in the Fish and Boat Commission. <laughs> We all live downstream. <laughs> Everybody lives downstream. <laughs> Just for the ladies, huh, Chad? For Ladies Day fishing the next day. You saved it. You what you should have done? You broke you me. You should have. You know how people pile up the rocks on the side of the river? You should have piled up like five rocks and just laid his shit right on top of one of them for the ladies next day. Jay. Can't I, do that stuff, dude. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to do that next time we float. <laughs> I'm going to make a rock Karen with a turd. Yeah, turd but topper. then, but then somebody's going to come along. Somebody's going to come along and kick it and have shit all over him. That's for the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, oh, then, don't make these. Then that would be like a marker. They'll know where we've been with the rock Karens and the turd toppers. <laughs> Chad was here. 
If a beaver walks out and sees that, he's going to be like, oh, God, I better hide. <laughs> this is gang property. It needs its winter coat. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. There'll be an old dirt, dirty <laughs> razor shoved in it. Well, look, I, it's rut season, guys. Get your butts out in the tree stand, even if it's, you know, for an hour, like, like Mark said. You know, big bucks happen like that, too. Oh, yeah. You got a couple casts to make. Sometimes all it takes is a moment in a tree stand. I know everybody loves to have time, and, you know, sometimes you don't. Uh, everybody got lives to live. If I could squeak out there, I'm going to be out there hard. I bought a PA license, and uh, I might throw the, the little raft on the river and just get lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got man. turkey hunting season in right now. We got deer, and I could throw a tree stand on there and row my ass off. I, I don't want to do it now. It's quite high. So. Oh, I wouldn't do it on the river now. That's but, I mean, safe. ultimately, I could get to a lot of places fast if I really wanted to. You know what you I mean? get out fast, too. Well, I, I could just... Well, <laughs> you can drown really fast. <laughs> no, I mean, in a sense of I could, you know no. what I mean, not not play around. I could jump into water and go to places. I'm not saying it. It's it's not crazy water like that right now. It's receding, actually. But it, It's not super bad. Yeah, uh, I, I don't mean, know how it would be on your raft. Oh, bro, I'll stay by it's shore 15. like a smart guy. And if I got across, that's what yeah. I'll do. You know? It's not... It's, Jay, uh, Jay, I waited at 1100. I know. We put, we, put the, we put the raft over the, on the obstruction and at 1300 and it was, it was crazy. Yeah, oh, there's a, a lot scary. of water. I don't mean go. I'm not going over he, no like he's crazy not going rapids. Over that stuff. I'll go over some slow water just to move from spot to spot, and I could potentially move around, do some calling, maybe some rattling. That Dude, would be it, cool to rattle from. from oh a yeah. boat drifting down the river. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it per se in a boat. If I can get in. Are you allowed to do that? What? Uh, rattle while you're floating. Oh, you got while you're moving. I mean, you know. I know, but ultimately the, on the goose lake, and duck, goose yes. and duck, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to be power. You know what I'm saying? You can't power motor and shoot at the same time. No, that's illegal. But, uh, <laughs> yes, that is illegal. Just in case you guys at Shenango Lake don't know, that's illegal. <laughs> they were blasting off the other day. But, yeah, no, just being able to slip in the back door, I feel like, I feel like that's Jason's hey favorite now. thing. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, slipping in the back door, being quiet, being stealthy, putting yourself on an edge, that's just... That's how I do it. I'm the I'm a sneaky guy. I like the turkeys and all that. I get close. That's what I feel like. That's what I don't know, that's what our ancestors did. There's no way to, you know, you you didn't have a 300 wind mag and lay them down and you know what I'm saying. So I like to sneak into places. Use my, I guess it's all about staying in shape and that's what keeps you in shape because if you're not doing this shit every day, no, don't expect to creep up on no deer. Don't expect to be very quiet while you walk through the woods, and, and I pride myself on my prowess with that. But anybody can sit in a tree stand, having a, some deer on the ground, that's awesome. Getting them point blank, that's pretty cool. So it's that time of year just to be any anywhere, whether you're in a tree stand, anywhere. Park off the side of the road, 10 feet out. Hell, I seen, the, I seen this guy parked in a spot that I seen a... I love to hunt highway. That's my method. I'm, I'm pretty much religious on it, but... He had like a swimming pool ladder over the fence, and I seen it. I was like, uh, yeah, that's got my name written on it. And then I went by to go fishing today, and he was in there. I gave him the real long, meh, 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 like everybody gives you. me. Yeah, so that's, uh, hey, maybe maybe I can get in there. There's already a, fence, you know, a way to get in, right, the, the pool ladder over the fence. 
cops don't harass me, so I got a pretty good parking spot on the highway. It's like off the off of the actual road. I'm not like pulled in some crazy spot. I'll get hit. So some places they don't allow that, but I seen it all the way up to Erie today. Like people here, there, and everywhere. So it's time get out there, give her a rip, dust off the equipment, put some meat in the freezer, maybe get you a sweet bucktail to tie your favorite sex dungeon with, if you can. I love sex dungeons. The flies are pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, here's something to leave you with. Piker-like panties. Not the best thing, but the closest to it. (laughs) 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 They smell, but it's a different smell. Touche. Shout out to our man. On that note, let's thank John Seals, man. Go check him out on Instagram at Flat Plains Crank. Flat planes underscore crank. Go check out Predator Fly Gear. PredatorFlyGear.com. Eric Sooks. You're going to tie a sex dungeon. Tie it on an Eric Sook. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of them. SimsFishing.com. Hey, tonight's show has been brought to us live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans. QueenCityGuiding.com. I can't wait to get up there and see you soon, bud. Also, check up on the Doc app where you can find fellow fishermen and, you know, share stories and possibly get some information. From whynotfishing.com. Oh, the Nasir. Imagine that. Imagine that. I free all my